right, legends, this is your host, Rodney Stewart, and we're getting into some more Hellmouth Hotline with a little chat about Halloween. It's 20, 20 years later. And this one here continues directly. It's set up as a direct sequel to Halloween 2 and does away with pretty much the entire, well, not pretty much, it just does away with the whole Jamie Lloyd story arc of the previous three movies. And Season of the Witch also. So they're all out of the continuity of it right now. So this is basically the third film in the series. This is the way this one's set up. Just That's the thing with Halloween when it hit this point here. They just ended up trying new things and rebooting it from there. So uh, this one here was released in 1998. And we have... Jamie Lee Curtis back into it again. And nice to see her having a bit more to do instead of just running around screaming for the most of the movie. Um, although there is parts where she's on the, the back foot with Michael, but she makes a stand with him in this one. So it's good to see. That's probably the biggest criticism I had of Halloween 2. You know, I did say in the review on the podcast here for that movie like it was just the only thing I was really disappointed in was the fact that they made a follow up to Halloween and she just did exactly the same thing over again more or less so it was good to see a bit more happening in this one but uh, yeah that was by box office standards that was a success I would reckon had a budget of 17 million dollars and at the box office it brought in $75 million. So you know, these movies at a certain point are just, you know, popcorn for the brain. And if you're into them, you're going to go and see them. Whether they're going to be a hit movie or not, it's just a, a Halloween horror flick. And just tasty stuff, really, at the end of the day. Um, and this one... Of course, October, October 29th, 1998. Um, Michael Myers uh, breaks into a house that belongs to uh, Marion Chambers, who took care of Dr. Loomis until he died. Of course, you know, in the last movie, that was dedicated to his memory. Uh, he died shortly after it was made, so of course they weren't going to recast him. I think it would be ridiculous to try and recast that character, so it was a good choice just to play it out as in Loomis has now passed on. And Michael basically breaks into this house to figure out where Laurie Strode is at, his sister. And there is files there on her, of course, and in the opening sequence you see the uh, newspapers of her supposedly dying in a car accident, which is as close as they get to the previous movie storylines where she was dead and it was her daughter was then the target. But uh, it turns out that this was all a ruse, essentially. She faked her own death in the hopes that she could get away from Michael Myers and this is basically the setup to the movie. But, uh, yeah, in Summer Glen, California, Laurie, uh, she lives under an assumed name, Carrie Tate. Uh, she's the headmistress of uh, Hillcrest Academy. It's a private boarding school. 
uh, are, she's pretty much supported by her secretary, Norma Watson, and the Hillcrest guidance counselor, Will Brennan, who she's also in a relationship with. But Laurie is far from happy as what happened to her in 78 still haunts her. She still has the nightmares and whatnot. She lives in fear that Michael might return one day. Like This is heading for 20 years since that happened. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, there's no... There's no time limit to uh, trauma. You know, this could follow you for a lifetime. And this is exactly what's happening to her in this movie. Um, yeah. There's a woman... And her daughter stop at a rest stop. Uh, Michael has left. He's heading off. He knows where she's at. And they stop to use the restroom. And the girl hears someone out in the bathroom. And uh, yes, she thinks that her kid has been killed. Well, as the viewer, that's what you're expecting to happen. That's obviously Michael has turned up. But he steals their wheels and... Leaves them stranded, that's the last you see of them in the movie. Uh, back at the campus, all the, the students there, they're leaving to go on a, a trip to Yosemite. And uh, there's a whole thing where Laurie is trying to get her son to go with them. He's, well, she, no, sorry, he wants to go, but she doesn't want him to go. And there's a whole thing, she's overprotective of her son. And uh, he's just like, Mum, you're going to have to get over this here, it's almost been 20 years now since all that stuff happened. You need to loosen up your grip on me. I'm going insane here. Um, so eventually, after him making plans with his friends, he's going to stay on campus, or he has to stay on campus, so the rest of them change their plans so they get kicked off the trip to stay on campus with him. But Laurie then comes back to him and is like, you know, fought it over. You're right, you can go on the trip. So as far as she's concerned, he left in the bus, but he didn't. He stayed there so he could get it on with a girlfriend, as you do back in those days. Um, as the rest of the kids leave, there's only Laurie, uh, Will, security card, Ronnie Jones, and uh, her son, John's girlfriend, Molly, uh, their couple of classmates, Charlie and Sarah, and they're going to have a little Halloween party in the school basement. But Laurie receives some maternal advice from Norma, another teacher, before she leaves work for the weekend. Um, she does say there, like, you know, enjoy yourself, have a happy Halloween as Laurie's walking off and she stops. Like, Halloween's the last thing that's in her head, but she does she can't let it seem that it's getting to her. She's trying to, you know, live out this fake life and namesake and whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, later on that night, Laurie, she comes clean to this guy, well, what her true identity is. And Michael ends up arriving at the school at the same time. Uh, he manages to murder Charlie and Sarah. They're the first ones taken out very swiftly before attacking John and Molly, John, the son of Laurie. Uh, but they're rescued by Laurie and Wall, and she works out 
that or if Michael I don't know whether Michael actually knew this or he had planned it this way but her son is 17 it's his birthday and the attack the first attack on Laurie back in the 70s was when she was 17 years old she makes a connection there she's worried about Michael coming back and this is everything is starting to happen she puts that together as the the missing piece of the puzzle 17 years and uh yeah, she was 17, her son's now 17, so he's coming back to kill both her and her son. Um, so they, Laurie and Will, the boyfriend, they managed to rescue... Uh, no, not Laurie. Michael and Laurie managed to rescue Laurie and Will, and they end up coming face to face for the first time in 20 years. Laurie was one side of the door, be a bit of glass in the frame, and Michael's on the other side. Um, well, he accidentally shoots Ronnie at one point, thinking that it's Michael, and uh, the security guard, and this is the one guy in the entire movie, you're thinking to yourself, I don't want this guy killed, he is class. Um, you think he's dead, but, uh, spoilers, he's not. He comes back at the end of it to rescue Laurie, and, uh, yeah, uh, Michael pops out after he shoots the security guard and stabs him in the back and lifts his body up in there in one of those classic horror moments. Laurie manages then to get John, the son, the girlfriend, Molly, to safety and realising that she'll never be safe from Michael as long as he's alive, decides finally to confront him head on. Um, so there's a great little sequence between the two of them as they're fighting inside the school and she's given as good as she's getting so again this is the one thing I wanted to see from this character and um, was disappointed that Halloween 2 didn't deliver on it but we're getting it now in Halloween H20 uh, or we got it I should say in Halloween H20 so um, Laurie she manages to stab Michael tons of times um, pushes him over a balcony and as she goes on to go at him again give him an hour stab Ronnie the security guard who survived the shooting uh, he stops her and then they you know what cuts from that there you know this guy's dead leave him alone and trails her away from him and then we cut to the uh, clean up essentially with you know the police and everything arriving um, uh, Michael He's loaded into the coroner's van. But Laurie, knowing that Michael is still alive, uh, you know, she's up on her. By this stage, she's up on the, the hole. You know, you only think this guy's dead. As soon as you try to walk away from him, he's going to pop up again. So she's ready for the, the standard horror trope of the, no, I'm not dead. I'm coming for you one more time. So she pulls a gun from one of the policemen holds it on everybody and she jumps into the van and tears out of the school and the run she's you know she's on the run in this coroner's van Michael he's in the body bag in the back and of course you start to see the bag starting to move and he manages to get his way out and goes for one more time in the van uh, she slams on the brakes sending Michael out through the one screen lands in the street in front of her and she's just waiting for him to get up again of course he does he gets up again 
uh, she hits the the gas, drives the van onto him, uh, over the side of a cliff, essentially, and the van rolls down, both of them's in there, and she gets thrown clear of the van, uh, then she discovers that Michael's body has been pinned between the van and a tree, and there's a little moment at the end of the movie where you, you kind of feel a little bit of sympathy for the character, of Michael Myers because she's done uh, in front of him and she's lifted an axe just to have there because you know this is Michael Myers he's going to pop up one more time and he does he wakes up and he holds a hand out to her as if you help me sort of a thing and for a second there you get this little moment that's just there no more where she's almost starting to feel a little bit of sympathy for her brother but then she picks up the axe and decapitates the man and we cut the credits so that is probably uh as well i was just going to say that's as you know how's he going to come back from this you know he's he's been decapitated this time we've seen him getting blown to bits burned at the one up blown to bits but he was set on fire at the end of Halloween 2, manages to come back. Uh, and this one here is probably the first time in the series where you think to yourself, okay, like he's, his head's no longer attached to his body, how the heck's he going to come back from this here? But there is another movie called Halloween Resurrection that came out after this one a couple of years later. And I'm pretty damn sure that's one I do know for a fact. I haven't seen it at this point. So I'm pretty sure he just turn up again with no explanation whatsoever because that's just... The, the way these films just started to go at this point, it's just like, you know, uh, what is this here in the series? This is basically Halloween 7. Am I right in my chronological order here? You just see here. Look through my notes and just see what the... Yeah, I think... For... Okay, there was a trilogy with Jamie Lloyd. That's out. There was Halloween season. The Witch was before that. All right, that's four, five, six. This is seven. So at this stage, as I said, they're just starting to reboot and get on. And a direct sequel to this one here. You know, continuity is right out the window at this point. And you're just not going to be surprised at anything they actually do from here on in. But, uh, you know, this movie here... Uh, partly it came out to who uh, mixed reviews by the critics. Uh, yeah, the film received mixed to negative. Uh, but it did gross 75 million worldwide on a budget of 17 million. So you know that there was going to green light a sequel no matter what was going to happen. So yeah, uh, four years after this one was released, we got Halloween Resurrection. So we'll be doing that next friday and that's going to do it for this episode guys and i do have to apologize that it is a couple of days late i had a couple of things on the cards over the weekend and uh turned out to be a complete waste of time so i should have been sitting in my ass here recording podcasts for you guys because it was just there's a few plans the one again to it but uh didn't pan out yet was supposed to pan out and it is what it is but uh yeah that's gonna do it for this review guys and we'll be back on the schedule 
and the, this coming week and you'll be getting your free episodes as normal on the days that they're due out and hopefully at the time they're due out so that's going to do it uh, written and review the show check out the, the website coinsagemedia.com and if you want to get in contact with the show hellmouthhotline at gmail.com I appreciate it guys all six or seven of you that listen to these podcasts you're absolute legends and uh, I will talk to you in the next episode this has been a production of Coins Age Media thank you so much for listening